You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we're here today with two special guests who are both going to play live. We have Jay Albert and DJ Python. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. What's up? This is DJ Python. But uh, before we get into the music, we for some reason decided we're going to talk for 15 minutes over. Mm-hmm. What, what are we listening to here? This is the Donkey Kong Country OST. Okay. And uh, this is like, um, this is like before you're even in the game yet. Yeah, this is just like the loading screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what? This is a game that you played or still play? Not anymore. I would if I had the. Maybe I'll get the new like SNES re-release thing, but I think it's really hard to get. But yeah, this was like the only video game I had. This and Super Bases Loaded, which was also pretty sick. Super Bases Loaded. Yeah, it was a baseball. I think game. I. I think I played Bases Loaded. I had. I had NES, like uh, the original 8-bit. Right. I yeah. don't think I don't think I ever got anything more advanced than that. Yeah, this is su- that was that was bases loaded. Well, I uh, used to play super <laughs> bases loaded. <laughs> super bases. Yeah. They're like, what are we gonna do? We're running out of ideas. Okay, we'll call it SNES yeah. and re-release every game. The best. Yeah. It's super. This is, these they, are all better. And then after that, they just did bases loaded 64. But what did they do for Super Mario Brothers? Because it already had the Super. It was Mario 64. <laughs> Super Mario 64. Super Super Mario Super Mario 64. Bases loaded. Yeah. Super. But yeah, great game. Uh, reminds me of uh, like winning and trying to <laughs> trying to like accomplish things and like sitting on the edge of my bed. It's like the only time I ever sit at the edge of my bed is when I used to play video games. Uh, I think I, I used to sit on the floor. In my parents' basement, the TV was on the floor, and we sat on the floor. Classic, same. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is PewDiePie here. He's a gaming guy on YouTube. It's a gaming joke. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we're just talking about video games. Deep, Damn. deep cuts. <laughs> wow. You're in it, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, do you guys do you play video games anymore? I have a Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I play video games all the time. Yeah. Video games are sick. It's a great way to waste your time, your time, <laughs> your life, and your money and stuff. It's a great way. It's a great way to heal. You're not. You play. You jump into a Final Fantasy X if your own life isn't working too well. Yeah. Yeah. You can fish in Final Fantasy. You know what I'm talking about where you can go to the dock. Oh Final yeah, Fantasy for 10, sure. And you can just yeah, fish. You just fish. Which is like pretty sick. Cause you can just like spend your day fishing on a video game. <laughs> or you can just turn it on and play like the soccer equivalent blitzball the mm-hmm. whole time instead of ever playing the game and just get really good at blitzball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you guys aren't playing video games, you make music. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me about, um, you guys kind of have, I don't know, a posse, a collective, a bunch of labels. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your projects and like collaborators and what's going on in, in Ridgewood, right? Well, uh, Brian, myself, um, Brian has six monikers, so he exists as seven <laughs> entities in the home on its own. But um, so Brian, uh, you have Jay Albert, myself, um, you have person of interest um, who will remain anonymous. And then uh, we have uh, Ghost Fields, uh, who is another friend of mine. And then we have Will DiMaggio, who is like, a, a, he's, he's there very much so, but we're waiting to see him like uh, 
put some records out. Okay. But, there, but there's beautiful music coming out of that guy. Uh, long and short of it, we do exotic dance records. We all uh, feed off of each other in this sort of like super holistic way. We're not forcing anything. We're only putting each other's music out. Okay. And um, it's it doesn't feel it just feels really organic. I'm not we're not pushing to do. We're not trying to make it anything more than what it already is, which is great. Okay. Um, <laughs> that explains it. Um, so aside from the record labels, record labels or just is Exotic Dance the... Exotic Dance is the label. For all these projects or well, a lot of these We projects. host some, most of the artists on in the house on Exotic Dance. And so it's person of interest, Jay Albert, DJ Xanax. Um, so you all, by host in the house, you mean you're all living together in a house and your roommates? Mm-hmm. And how did that, did uh, did all this start happening after you started living together and being friends? Or did the music and kind of this common thread pull you together all living in the same house? We, Brian lived there first. No, no, no. I um, walked, I was with Juan. And oh, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, apartment because I walked by, I was living in Ridgewood. I was moving out and then I walked by this apartment that was like being built or like rehabbed or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then um, he like came with me because we were getting a beer at Gotts, and um, the guy was like, "Oh, if you guys like rent both floors, then I'll give it to you guys for less, because then he wouldn't have to like deal with like uh, people like not liking each other or whatever, or noise complaints and stuff like that." So then I think you guys like broke your lease. Yeah, we like broke lease while Juan was on tour. Yeah. So I moved. So, yeah, it was, it was so then we all like came together, but we were all friends before that. And then Tanya also lives there on the floor that I live, who uh, is like part of Working Women. Working Women. How did I miss that she one? She goes by DJ Nicely on her own. Um, and also my friend Landon Oodle, real name. <laughs> so this is quite the collective this is a lot of people yeah all it's living it, under one roof yeah it's like seven bedrooms they're all filled uh, tanya and uh will live together in their couple it's seven bedrooms yeah all one all, all one apartment or there's multiple apartments it's two floors so it's like technically two different units but it's just us who live there so it feels kind of like a house like your house yeah, yeah. um are everybody's studios in the house Yes, yeah. everybody's studios are in the house. I think everybody's DJ rigs are in the house. Yeah, everybody's sounds are in the house. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a really <laughs> funny place to be, especially like when everyone's off work. It's kind of like ridiculous because Gio and Juan have their setup in their room, and Will and I have we share we like split the cost of a room and have our like recording stuff in there. But then each floor also has like two different. Um, you know, like DJing setups. So sometimes like five different people like <laughs> going like like eight or like so many kick drums. So it's like being it's like being in one of those nineties raves where they had five or six rooms <laughs> pounding kicks yeah. at all times. Except they all bleed into yeah. each other. <laughs> Except it's where you live. Yeah. <laughs> and it never stops. It yeah. doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, and are you guys all working musicians or do you keep non-music jobs outside i think all of us work we all work yeah yeah we all work side. and we're all it's actually like not 
as loud as you think it is because we all kind of have different um schedules and schedules. stuff yeah like tanya's like a teacher so she has to be asleep like pretty early um i work like a nine to five thing and then i work in the evenings mostly and then juan works in the mornings mostly as well throughout the week yeah so it's it's pretty balanced i'd say it somehow worked out perfectly yeah we don't really have it yeah we just like text if we need to sleep and we're like shut up (laughs) (laughs) and um what about events are you guys doing events hosting parties at the house parties in ridgewood what's juan throws a party return at bossa nova civic club okay and that's been uh that's we've seen the second of that i think about couple weeks ago maybe like a month ago now um otherwise they've thrown parties i've never thrown a party myself it sounds like too many things happening i can't but uh, i know that they're up to always up to the the good of the goods i like to throw like parties at god's cheer sometimes okay yeah Um, i like that spot i've actually never been there for a party yeah todd p took me there once as it to look at it as like a potential place to Mm. do a party but we never actually i don't know why we never did one it was i feel like it was yeah. a finalist but uh yeah. what, what do you tell tell us about this place what do you like about it um i just like like the people who work there a lot and um it's like really cheap um and yeah i've been going there since i've like for like five years or whatever um and i think like i, I think like when i first moved to ridgewood they were like about to close and that was also the same time that like ridgewood was kind of changing and people were starting to move there more um and then like all this like influx of like i guess like gentrifiers or whatever um, like helped make the money because it was kind of the only place to drink at five years ago, really, to be honest. Now there's other bars. Yeah, I remember it being pretty, like, going around Ridgewood at night. It's pretty... Yeah. Well, I've, I haven't done it in a while, but it's There's still pretty... not that many places, and I think it's because there's, like, a lot of church... Supposedly, like, there's, like, a lot of churches over there, and each church has to, like, sign off on liquor licenses. So a lot of places can only have beer and wine licenses and then i think a lot of people just i think they're, they're also because of the amount of churches there there can't be a certain amount of uh like bar nightlife stuff i think that there's actually i could be wrong on this but i think there's a law that uh if you're an establishment selling alcohol like you you have to be a certain number of yards from a church or yeah. something yeah. so if your neighborhood's full of churches it might just yeah I think make it nearly impossible yeah, to mm-hmm. to sell liquor it's so crazy so we still have all these liquor laws yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice though because i feel like it keeps like ridgewood kind of like how it is because i like liked going to ridgewood because it's like just quiet kind mm-hmm. of like walking around yeah um so i kind of like that part of it and it's also nice because then like the old businesses it kind of forces people to go to like places that's been there for really long instead of like a bunch of new places opening up and then everyone has to move there uh, you know? yeah well, so, yeah, God Cheer is really cool like that. It's like you get a mug of beer and it's really cheap. And the people the people look like they've been working there for decades. <laughs> yeah, totally. but yeah, it's yeah. cool. Like they 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 like rent me the bottom floor like for free pretty much, but I can't charge anything. But the problem with that is that room's like massive. It's like super super duper big. It's so like they a, rent you a room for for free for a party you don't have yeah, to pay them anything I don't have to pay them anything. but you can't charge anything but i can't the charge anything or i mean i could type no i i think i could like charge pre-sale if i wanted to but like anyone's allowed in kind of thing right mm-hmm. mm. wait so this is a different room i think the room i saw was a pretty big 
ballroom. Yeah, that, like, that's the room I'm talking about. Oh. So it's just like too big, I feel like. But the upstairs is like the size of the bar. Yeah, yeah. I think I did see that yeah. room too. And that's the one that I like to like rent out sometimes. But I haven't done a show in a minute. I feel like the most active like show person is Will for throwing stuff. Yeah, he like really likes bringing like a kind of Ohio like legend type. He brought like the Tauntaun and... Um, oh yeah. He's an old friend. Around. Yeah. Um, and you guys, are you both... Uh, you're doing some I know you're doing some touring playing music because we uh, met in Nantes playing yeah. a gig together yeah. and I was like who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't have anything coming up at the moment um, I'm sitting back really enjoying like getting back into the swing of New York really um, but this year I did Knee Moscow shout out to Ilya um, and Pasha where did you play in Moscow? Ni. It's oh, like, that's the name yeah, of the... N-I-I, I think. Uh, okay. Something. Yeah, happy birthday to them, I think. Like, it was their birthday. The parties. Happy birthday. Like, on Friday or something. Cool. That's news to me. But they're they're great. <laughs> they're awesome. Those guys. And then uh did a lot of American dates this year. A lot of domestic shows. So I did, like, Texas for the first time. And I, yeah, I got to do those three cities Austin, Houston, Dallas I did uh, South Carolina there's a bunch of small where in South Carolina? that's where my mom lives now and I'm trying to imagine no not South Carolina it was North Carolina and I still can't remember the city yeah you've got Chapel Hill Chapel Hill Raleigh there it is. there's like stuff where it was Chapel Hill I, okay I can imagine there was like a, it was North, a small North Carolina makes sense South I Carolina the, is like whoa that's South Carolina would be would be a, a stretch I'd be playing with my by myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um did you you both played sustain this year sustain release yeah, we yeah. sure did yeah, yeah I played. you played too yeah we yeah. all played oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right. how did yeah, it go I, I missed you guys because we we actually did a party in new york that friday night and i was just up there for saturday and i think you were both on friday night mm-hmm. yeah. how did it go i mean from the looks of saturday night it seemed like it was a good year it was real sustain release it was my first sustain i've okay. always been gone for it but this year we got the invite and it was the best introduction to that festival ever yeah yeah it was really really nice it went over really well and it was nice to sort of come into it with brian and juan um and just sort of just do it you know yeah. it was because it was all exotic dance it was all of us three so close and it was more personal than it was like this performance it was like this like it was great cool it was really close and it felt really intimate it was it was a really special time what point in the night did you guys play did you all play together or so juan and i opened the room actually in the bossa nova stage and then brian followed us up Mm -hmm. it was fun yeah. That Bossa Nova stage was mental. Yeah. Like, big shout out to Powder and then PLO, man. That oh, was, like, wow. Yeah, yeah I was there PLO. for all that. Oh, my God. That Powder set really <sighs> caught me because I'd never heard of her. I had no idea. I want to make music was, for Powder, period. Yeah. That's yeah. It, like working. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing about that set, too, is that I heard, she was supposed to play at the pool party and they switched something up. And uh, yeah. I was talking to my friends when she was playing. It was like, she must be playing a completely different set than she was planning on playing mm-hmm. because there's this would have been cool but really not this wouldn't have made sense in the afternoon at a pool right, party right. but it 
three in the morning or whatever time it was on that bossa nova stage with the lights and it was like okay this is it was amazing yeah so so good plo man too Oh, yeah, PLL man, that guy is like a, a marathon DJ. Yeah, I've never seen anybody like crush for so long. Yeah, he life. covered so much. He covered so much ground. Yeah, it's like man. drum and bass and Billy garage, and there was Billy Joel. <laughs> and like, like, he kept on like playing like ambient music, and then I'd be like, I right. was like, all right, it's like finally, like it's not finally because everyone was loving it, but I was like, okay, he's like bringing it down. And he played like. <laughs> no, not Billy Joel. Billy Idol. My bad. Billy Idol. <laughs> and then, um, oh, way yeah. more normal yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> and just like would play another like house or like, garage song. And I was like, what? It was great. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna play first. I'm playing Jay first. Albert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna do that while we all mentally prepare to talk for. 15 more minutes over Donkey Kong. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got so much more ground to cover. It's so much to idea. talk about. Yeah. yeah. We're just getting started. Okay, so thanks uh, for listening. We're here for another hour 45. Uh, this is The Bunker New York. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we're here with Jay Albert and DJ Python. And the first live set is going to be Jay Albert for the next 45 minutes. So uh, keep it locked. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Radio. That was Jay Albert live here in the studio. Very cool set. Thank you. Yo, big up, big up. Thank you. Um, you both have very, very compact setups over here. What What do you got going on? Um, I'm doing all of my sequencing from my MPC 1000. Okay. And I'm using JJOS. I've got an electron analog rhythm. And uh, I use that to sort of flesh out the samples on the MPC. And uh, I use the Blofeld for most of my synthesizers. But lately, I've been using a lot of samples, so my MPC is doing a lot of the work. Right. So you just have those two machines over there? Yeah, just just the two. I mean, I've got the Jomox T resonator over there, but that's like my return like signal for all that crunchy, um, undesirable stuff that everybody loves. Yeah. (laughs) And then you've got a microphone. And then I have a mic that I've been playing with, but like this weather has been nuts. Like I. I apologize yeah. for all those folks out there who had to yeah. hear me. Yeah, I mean, what our listeners don't know because they can't see is that that set was almost entirely beatboxed. <laughs> it, was, it was beatboxed. <laughs> <laughs> sure was, folks. Okay, maybe ten percent beatboxed. <laughs> um, and Brian, how about you? What do you, you've got? Looks like you've got a similarly. Yeah. Even, you have an even more <laughs> compact setup here. Yeah, keep keep it compact for sure. Um, yeah, this is actually just everything that I use to <laughs> record music as well. Um, but yeah, I have an Octa track that uh, that that I bought from my good friend Daniel Martin McCormick, aka uh, Relaxer, FKA Ital. Um, that's out, <laughs> wait, Daniel. Wait, what was the first name you used for him? Oh, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. I thought you said something else. <laughs> no, no, like, no. Who's he talking about? No, no, no. <laughs> wait, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. Super good dude. I think him and Aurora just went to um, Australia and hope to have fun. Yeah, they were on the show just I don't know a few episodes ago. Yeah. The one like the one right before Sustain, so a couple months ago. Right. Nice. Shouts out to them. Shouts sure. to them. All the love in the world. Yeah, all the love. And um, just a virus to I snow. Um, yeah, so I just use like lots of samples um, in the in the octa, and then all my synth noises come from uh, the virus snow, which you can like do for four different uh, things at once or whatever patches, <laughs> I guess. I, I'm like the worst at talking about gear. Yeah. All right, let's talk about something else. Yeah. When you when you you're playing out, like when you're performing in clubs, are you? I I, I thought you were mo- you're more of a DJ, or you're playing live as well. Um, I've been playing live a lot lately. Um, when I first started, I, I wasn't that good at DJing, um, and I would play live out more. And then um, I got better at DJing, and I was enjoying it more. Um, so uh, yeah, I was doing that for a long time. And then I usually just start playing live when like my friends are like, "Hey, do you want to play like a live set at the party?" And then I'll write it. And then if it's good, and people are there and they ask me to play it again or whatever, um, I'll play it out more. But yeah, like I put put up like a a live set on soundcloud and now now um like most of my most of the people who are booking me lately like inside the u.s and out like are asking for a live set interesting yeah Yeah, i find that a lot with our artists sometimes even when i think someone's a better dj than they are a live performer when people hear that somebody can play live they're like oh yeah i want that yeah Mm. for sure and it's weird too because it's like it's all like new stuff too uh so it's like not like Although some places have asked me to, if I can add 
like songs that I've like from the record onto the live set. And I'm like, yeah, I can load in a song. And like, yeah, that's another funny yeah. situation. We have like one of the artists I work with is Voices from the Lake, and their first self subtitled record was this really super dubby ambient record. The record, and then, sick. yeah. And yeah. whenever we would get booking requests for them, we'd say they'd play live. We'd be like, hmm, I don't know, should we put them on from like 10 to 11 p.m.? And like, no, they their live show they like if they're playing live in a club they right. they bring it they bring it hard they're not gonna like people yeah like have a hard time i think separating like the idea that somebody's live set i think because they're used to growing up seeing rock bands or whatever right, and they're like right. you just play the songs from the album that's right. your right. live set not that it's this completely different thing from your recorded output yeah, yeah it's it's never the same set at least i mean i don't know it depends on the setup but i feel like with my setup it's never it's Can't very be difficult a... to be to be the same any two yeah. times or you know it's especially without a computer yeah yeah there was an era of um minimal techno live sets at the bunker i want to say like mid 2000s where everybody started playing live and the live sets were all like a uc33 controller and ableton live running on a laptop and it was, uh, yeah. they were almost i mean some people pulled it off really well actually but for the most part these sets were so boring yeah. and oh, you man. could actually you could kind of tell that the person performing the music was like dude just just dj it's you don't like have to, you don't have to do this like you're not you're clearly not having fun you're right. playing the same set every night just why yeah. but i feel like we've really in the past decade like gotten back away from that and nobody nobody really wants to do that anymore right yeah so i'm always like curious like how much like how much like of like everything is pre-sequenced when I see someone and how much of it's like some kind of jacking of the box or whatever yeah because you don't know yeah, I mean yeah, somebody yeah, totally. you could totally be like doing something super improvised yeah. and off the cup or yeah you could totally just be yeah. I mean the sets I'm talking about like the the bad era of techno live PAs it was just it was just like triggering loops and you could see like with the colors how someone set was just Ooh. kind of all yeah like there might have been a little I'm adding a little delay here right. or whatever but it was pretty it was pretty scripted and I think everybody like that's part of the reason that music went down people just got really bored with how scripted and safe everything felt for sure I definitely recommend for all anybody who wants to do a live set to don't only do live sets pepper pepper in some dj so that you don't bore yourself because yeah. you're not an infinite like fountain of creativity and ideas <laughs> you know what i mean you've got 45 minutes it's like <laughs> just make it just, just save it keep it in your back pocket until you want to like do it again and get excited right i mean i've only ever played live and i'm i've only ever done live sets well the exception of like the few shows that i played in the states where i've dj'd yeah but overseas only live and i'm just like i'm ready to i'm ready to try something new yeah either i either buy a new piece of gear yeah or i or i just start djing yeah you could dj yeah easy <laughs> <laughs> DJing everybody's awesome. doing it yeah yeah i mean we were talking about uh aurora earlier she was actually after the festival i had dinner at her house and she was singing specifically the praises of your DJ said, Brian, she uh, said, hell yeah, she said people were losing their shit. Yeah, it was cool. It was really fun. Like, <laughs> no, the sustain's so cool to DJ because like you can like, uh, I, I feel like I never, you know, you like, 
you can't really like do whatever you want at most parties kind of you have to like and you know i'm not like someone who's like i don't get booked and like i have like a bunch of people there to see me like to see me do whatever the fuck i want to do i'm like it's mostly just people you know wanting to party and you have to you know that's part of the art of djing or whatever but i feel like it's the same people are like so down for whatever people totally. it seems it's very so true, i think it's really yeah. over the years kind of developed this really special vibe where you're right like people can i think the artists can feel that as well talking yeah. to other people who i mean i was there i played the first i think it was like one of the first sets on the first year so mm -hmm. i really had no idea what yeah i was in for like it didn't really have a vibe yet but yeah. now it's like very well defined it's very cool yeah and then also yeah with djing like djing a lot there was like i feel like the, you know like you, when you first start DJing and playing shows or whatever for a while it's like really adrenaline rushy and like at least for me it was like always really adrenaline rushy and then like if I'd play for like three or four hours or two hours or whatever like I'd be like when I was done I was like whoa like <laughs> what just happened kind of thing and like couldn't remember stuff and then the more I got comfortable with it like the more I was like I know kind of exactly what I'm doing so I think now when I DJ like I really like to so the thing that I've been doing a lot lately is like starting at like 80 and ending at 160 and like flipping it back and forth kind of and messing with tempos more on the records. I just learned how to CDJ like a little bit ago, so I'm excited to like mess with that more. But yeah, I feel like people are like really open to like lot bigger, more like fast and slow stuff, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's just like something that I like. I personally like like to play with. Yeah, I mean, I think you can play a lot slower than maybe a lot of people think you can and yeah. um and a lot faster too i think yeah still though yeah like if, if i feel like if i go like 80 to 160 is a it's a lot of range yeah <laughs> yeah so, the 160 thing is still like kind of like playing like jungle or drum and bass at certain parties like i just played um a party like on saturday and i played like just drum and bass for like an hour and people were like into it but like they definitely get really tired because I think they dance like yeah, at 160. Yeah, dance it's like a new thing for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. when I when I was going out in the mid 90s, there was I mean there was a drum and bass room, yeah. and I also went to parties all the time that were just yeah drum and bass all night. It was 140 BPM, and people were used to that and used to kind of moving at that tempo and how to move at that tempo. Mm -hmm. You're kind of moving at half yeah, the you, BPM, you're at, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But when people get confused by it and they think they're supposed yeah. to be moving at like a yeah. 160 yeah that's when you cut it up you're supposed to cut it up you yeah. know yeah you gotta go with like the half speed song to like every few songs i feel like to like remind people that like this is the same speed kind of thing and you can yeah. move that at that pace and also yeah i just like love that music like i love down tempo music so much yeah. so are you a big you said you just started learning on the cdjs that mean are you like a big uh vinyl collector yeah i've been like collecting like lots of different kinds of music since i was like well what happened is i used to like, collect cds sorry um and uh i was at a supermarket with my mom and like i left my cd case like um like the old ones where it was like you know like three things yeah. on each side or whatever i left it like in the side uh, like the side compartment of like a thing and it like fell out and i lost like all my cds oh no and that's when i was like 13 14 or something and then after I lost that, I was just like, oh, I'm going to buy a record because, like, I thought they were cool or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, collected, like, 
lots of like uh old shit like jazz music and like lots of like indie rock and then like forte i think like ecstasy everywhere whatever that was like one of the first album new albums i bought and then my brother went to like france and was like went to a record store and was like tell me like what uh like what uh like what's like the best electronic album to buy right now and they gave him um herbert bodily functions oh that's a good one yeah and then like that like i started listening to that stuff and whoa that's like kind of how i got like really into like electronic music it bros the plug yeah he, nice. he showed me he showed me like boards <laughs> of canada and stuff too which i still love and i always find i feel like boards of canada is like hella just dis- like divisive like people hate them people hate them but they're so fucking good they're great yeah i, people I, I like cynical, them but there's though. a lot of yeah, yeah, you're right. They are divisive. There's yeah. a lot of people that don't like just hate just them. Just, and I'm like, you can't just it. hate it. Like, <laughs> especially like the hell interface stuff, like the stuff on scam and shit. That shit is so good. There's a big shouts out to Boards of Canada. <laughs> I'm completely sure they're listening right now. I love that. Tuned in, uh, dedicated listeners. Uh, um, well, before you start the live set, should we talk about? You just put your album just came out fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in the end of September, I believe. Yeah. What's yeah. the deal with that? What's the deal with DJ Python? What's Because you have, I think you have like more aliases than you have releases. No, that's, that's <laughs> not true. But that's close for sure. It's close for sure. But, um. <laughs> so what's the, what's this one about? What's what's Because this is what we're going to hear, right? DJ yeah. Python Live? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so, yeah, I like went to high school in Miami and um, I didn't like have a lot of friends or whatever because I just like moved and like yeah whatever um and uh yeah like reggaeton was like really popping off over there like right when i moved like in 2004 um so that was like and i used to hang out with my cousin all the time and he'd listen to that shit like pretty like a lot in the car and um <laughs> it was just kind of like the music that you heard like in cars yeah yeah it's just everywhere yeah no, you, it's you, like, you yeah Florida. we grew up music in the streets yeah. daddy yankee yeah you know it's pitbull like, like went to high school like at the high school that was like yeah. down the street from me and um but yeah but that was also the same time as like blog spots were like the best remember like when google's blog spot was like the best that like, you could like search <laughs> in the blog spot search and download like tons of music so oh, i was like dude, listening to yeah, like lots of like mutant that. sound stuff and then like lots of like ambient music at the time and um yeah so i was like there was like this like really like rambunctious reggaeton that was like kind of surrounding my like first few like I guess months in Miami and it was like a super duper like lonely time where I just like actually like spent tons of time on blog spots like smoking weed until like three and just like listening to all these new downloaded like zip files that I got from blog spot and then um yeah I just wanted to like kind of make a project that like kind of melded that time together so like kind of use like those beats as like some kind of signifier for that but then also like have like more synthy stuff where it's like a more towards like the other more peaceful like 3 a.m let's like in your room by yourself kind of headphone music um yeah so like this ambient spiritual kind of music combined with tough ringtone beats yeah for sure (laughs) that's what i was thinking and yeah (laughs) i feel like it works out pretty nicely (laughs) (laughs) no i really liked the album and i'd actually i'd read an interview with you where you're somewhere a review or something where you're describing that that's what the concept was and i actually kind of wish that i'd 
heard the album before I knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure I took, I'm not sure if I would have right. put it together that way. Cause it's just like, it just seems, it sounds like a really cool techno album. Yeah, for sure. I think that I was actually just talking <laughs> to, to Gio about this on the train about how uh, it's like, I'm like, I wonder if I didn't, didn't ever talk about that. And then never like did the, like the joke press release with Anthony where we call it like the first deep reggaeton thing if anyone would actually consider it that or people would just kind of yeah, consider no, that's it what like I'm saying. a broken beady like yeah, th- you know house record <laughs> they would like, just be your like yeah. dirty little secret yeah, yeah like, for sure <laughs> just ripping off reggaeton yeah. <laughs> um, well with that should we've got about 45 minutes left in the show here should we yeah. get into this live set yeah I'll get on it cool so Brian's gonna go on to dj python live which is not a dj set it's a live set and uh yeah thanks for listening we're here for another 45 minutes you're listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio
Hello, hello. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We have been live in the mix with DJ Python. Or actually, not in the mix. He's not DJing, and he's not a Python. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing live deep reggaeton. Um, and we just have a few minutes left here. So thanks a lot, guys, for being here. And we're going to have DJ Python play through the end of the show. You've been listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Red Bull Radio. 